Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with Dr. Noel Nelson. Hi, Noel. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing good. We are going to do a podcast this week on the bumpy road to romance no more, how to keep your marriage off the rocks. Um, you know, one of the things that you hear a lot in uh, marriage and divorce is one spouse will squeeze the toothpaste from the top and the other will squeeze it from the bottom, and this can lead into a major fight and potentially even and lead to a you know, divorce. Um, why is it that these little things lead to major fights? Because it, I mean, it does seem insane, doesn't it, Steve? Because they really are so little. Yeah. But it's not about the the toothpaste cap or the towel on the floor or anything like that. Often, what happens is as you're going along, you know, really happy and good, and things are good, you start wondering. Just in the back of your head, there's a little niggy thought that says, "When's the other shoe going to drop?" Mm-hmm. You know, can it really be this good? And it's almost like we start looking for little stuff. Mm-hmm. And then one day, all of a sudden, wham, there you are in the middle of World War III. I mean, so, I mean, are these kinds of disagreements not necessarily that a marriage is failing? Not at all. Sometimes, of course, there's really something going on. But we usually know that, you know, you're, you, the, um, the intimacy has gone down in your marriage and you don't know why, or suddenly you're just not talking anymore, things like that. You know that that's a problem. And so often when that happens, there'll be a little thing that kind of triggers you into a fight. But right away, what will come up is, you know, we're not talking anymore or we haven't made love in, you know, four weeks or whatever it may be. This kind of thing is different. It's where you just feel like uncomfortable, like what? I don't know, and, and I, I'm just wondering what's going on, and the little thing happens. And then you'll find that the fight isn't about any of the big stuff. It ends up being about just little stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how you know the difference, Steve, okay. is when the only thing the fight is about is the little stuff, then it's probably because you've been in that odd place of when's the other shoe going to drop. Mm-hmm. Okay. And And the other thing, too, is... Uh, it's it's pretty common for couples, even in good relationships, to have disagreements. So, and, and and differences. And sometimes, you know, I know we've had articles on it, and there's been podcasts on it about embracing those differences. Absolutely. A lot of the time, you have fights over differences, which are simply a matter of opinion or preference. Mm-hmm. You know, one of you may be um, a little bit more of a neat freak than the other. It's just a preference. The world doesn't turn or stop turning on the fact that, you know, you leave your sweaters out and he always hangs his up. But it's getting used to each other's differences and starting to see the big picture. You know, if he leaves his sweaters hanging around, he's probably also pretty mellow and relaxed, which for you, uh, as the gal, may be very relaxing. So when you start looking at your differences in the bigger picture, you'll notice that they're not things to fight about. And yes, disagreements are common and normal, but they're usually dealt with fairly easily, and yeah. they can be. You've given a lot of good communication tools, uh, Steve, on HitchMag and, and in the podcast. This is kind of a different order of things where actually things are going pretty darn good. 
and out of nowhere comes this sort of idiot's delight type fight. And that's what we're looking at today, which is, hmm, maybe it's not about unhappiness. Maybe it's you really don't know how to cope with happiness. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, and that's something you brought up earlier, which is people, you know, a little bit fearful that things are going a little too good. They start feeling anxious when their marriage is going really well. And as you mentioned, uh, they're kind of waiting for, for something bad to happen, that other shoe to drop. Um, I mean, is this a big problem and or is it a minor problem? What do you think? I think that it, it is actually simply a matter of not understanding what happiness in marriage is about and how to maintain it. So it can become a big problem when we don't know. And honestly, Steve, if you look at the amount of attention that we put in our culture on the problems in marriage, we're much, much better at coping with the problems than we are with coping with the success. I know you've heard the term in business, you know, people can be afraid of success. And it sounds really weird. I mean, how could you possibly be afraid of success? Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. We're not trained. We're not taught. We're not helped to understand how do you maintain and grow success. We're taught, what do you do when there's a problem? And, of course, that's important. But when you look at it, if we know that a marriage's goodness can be maintained, and there are very simple techniques to do that, then you don't look for the other shoe to drop. On the contrary, you start thinking, well, I can go from good to better, from better to great, from great to ecstatic. In other words, you can keep going up the levels of joy mm -hmm. if you recognize that there's a way to do that. Yeah. You know, I, um, I come from a, a, a sports background, and that was one of the things, you know, as, you kinda, as I kind of moved up <clears throat> in my career that, you know, the coaches started talking, you know, because once you start getting a little elite in what you do, it's not so much your physical abilities, but your psychological abilities. Yes. And it was a big thing of, you know, preparing not not just physically, but mentally about how to be success, successful and and how to be a winner and accepting being successful as opposed to like you said people you know a lot of times don't you know they become self-sabotaging and yes. doing things so I, I just find the the correlations throughout life are very interesting and you know i think these things can be related to so many aspects of individuals lives that it makes it really interesting it does and it's what we call in psychology transfer of learning that's a fancy word for what you learned about attitude in your sports days mm -hmm. can be transferred, moved over to a wonderful attitude in your marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think that that analogy is really helpful because a lot of people understand what it's like to be successful in something and have to have that attitude so you can maintain your confidence and not always be, you know, wondering about, am I doing it good enough? Uh, is that going to work? And having all of those self-sabotaging thoughts. On the contrary, learning how do you take your happiness in your marriage, in your relationship, how do you take that and make it grow? And one of the quickest, easiest, most reliable ways to do that, Steve, is simply to appreciate what you've got. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to actually plug next week's podcast really quick. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to be recording a podcast with another one of our regular expert contributors, Dr. Scott Haltzman 
who uh, just came out with a book, The Secret to Happy Families. And so you just, you know, you mentioned just a minute ago about how people don't even know what a happy marriage is or a, a happy relationship <laughs> is. So we're going to be talking about that a lot in the next podcast. So um, for everybody listening, check back next week and uh, you'll be able to hear that conversation. But um, Which ties in beautifully. Dr. Hoffman's work is right on, on target and very much in line with, with what I do with, with couples. So I think that, you know, putting his podcast right after this one's a great idea because you'll be reinforcing the same thing, which is don't take it for granted. Recognize the happiness that you have and look for ways to grow it. And when you appreciate and openly express to your loved one, you make me so happy. You know, I love us being together. It's just so wonderful for us to be this way. And you keep looking for ways to continue that rather than dropping into the you forgot the toothpaste cap thing. You do increase your happiness quotient. Yeah. You know, Noel, I've read that you've said that the quickest way to destroy a marriage is to stop appreciating it. Um, yeah. What are some suggestions on how we can appreciate our marriage every day? I think making it a regular practice to look at your spouse at least once a day with the eyes that you had when you were courting. And it's actually so easy to do. You can just key off her smile or his eyes or something that they said and just let yourself. It's more a question of just allowing yourself to go back to that space for an, for an instant and say, oh, you are so cute, or mm -hmm. I love when you do that. Or the way you hold my hand just warms my heart. Anything. Just looking at them once a day with those eyes. And the second thing is to not take for granted the stuff we end up taking for granted. The fact that every single morning he brings you your cup of coffee doesn't mean you stop saying thank you for it. Yeah. The fact that every single night she makes sure that the kids are, you know, have had their baths so that you can have some peace and quiet for a few minutes before dinner, that's something you say thank you for. It's, it's that common courtesy we extend more often to strangers mm -hmm. than we do to our own spouse. It's so true. You know, one of the things, um, part of that courting phase, though, is we oftentimes look through those uh, rose-colored lenses and kind of ignore some of the problems when they come up. Um, I mean, are you, do you mean that we should kind of ignore some of those things when they arise? No. What I mean is embrace your differences, but if there's something important, of course, bring it up. In other words, when you were courting, it didn't bother you that, you know, he would leave at 6 a.m. to jog. Mm -hmm. Why is it bothering you now? I mean, you're sort of like being a hypocrite then, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if the communication between you gets stilted or you find he's, you know, never wants to help out around the house or whatever, that's a problem. That's different. That you talk about. Okay. So it's more things like that. It's, it's to to accept and embrace the differences that were already all right with you when you got together. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Noel, we're going to wrap this up. And, uh, you know, it's always a pleasure. And I want to thank you so much for your time. Well, the feeling is decidedly mutual. <laughs> um, I want to give some information for everybody out there. Uh, Noelle, uh, if you've been listening, you know that she is a relationship expert, speaker, and author of nine best-selling books. Uh, her most recent is Your Man is Wonderful, and you can get more information at yourmaniswonderful.com. Uh, also, she has uh, the book Dangerous Relationships. Um, you can get more information at her website, noellenelson.com. 
And lastly, uh, she, Noelle is running a contest yeah. and is looking for your stories. The contest is called Toad to Prince and the deadline is August 31st, 2009. So, it, you know, podcasts are saved for years. So I just want to mention the year here. Um, and you can get more information and submit your stories on the website, toadtoprince.com. That's T-O-A-D-T-O-P-R-I-N-C-E.com. Uh, so check that out. And of course, you can find her articles on hitchedmag.com as well as past podcasts. And uh, you can get more information um, also on our Married Life Network where Noah has a profile there and uh, maybe even connect there. Take care, everybody. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.